Okay, we got the seal. I confirmed broke the seal here, so... Or you thought I might have <laughs> Yeah, no, well, you were like, I was oh. like, yeah, dude, I just filled it up in the tap water over <laughs> yeah. there. Guys, tonight, comedy night with Ted Jones at Asylum <laughs> NYC. It's going to be freaking amazing, okay? Check the link in this YouTube video and get to that show. Sean, Malia or Malaya? Malay, like fish Malay. Yeah. Oh, you like French, kind of. Um, That's what I used to think, but it's uh, apparently Irish. Irish. Sean Patrick is also very Irish, which so, is my name. As Sean walked in, I was like, dude, thank you so much for coming to the you know, coming to the studio. As you guys, if this is your first time tuning into the Ted Jones World Podcast, this is studio slash apartment. So even though in New York City, a studio, when you think about studio, you think of just a smaller version of the apartment. But this yeah. is a duo. This is a one bedroom and a studio. But anyway, Sean came over, showed up, and we don't know each other. We yeah, don't. We, we don't. don't. I saw Sean on social media, and I was like, this kid's hilarious. I've seen you've done a few um, my, um, I guess, associates shows. Is that how you say it in comedy? People who you work with? Uh, colleagues? Uh, okay, peers? Sure. I don't know. Well, maybe associate is somebody who like works for the same company as you, right? Um, I don't know. I've seen Sean in the mix, and I uh, just wanted to get him on the podcast. So, Sean, how are you, dude? Um, I'm pretty good. I feel good. Um, I'm glad to be considered an associate because, yes. um, you know, it's always fun to do stand up and to be seen as that by other comedians. So that's cool that are doing it. So feeling good. That's what I'm trying to say. Great, yeah. man. So, yeah. so how long have you lived in the city? Um, so I went to NYU. I did that for four years starting in 2015 and I lived like in dorms for two years. And then I lived in Brooklyn for the last two. And then I was here till the pandemic. And then came back in October. So. Where are you from initially? Jersey. Yeah. Where in Jersey? Bricktown. Okay, dude. So I spent six weeks of my life in New Brunswick. You familiar uh, with New yeah, Brunswick? Yeah, I know New Brunswick. It's okay. pretty close. So I uh, was born in that hospital, spent six weeks in New Jersey, and then my family moved to New York. So I'm, okay. I'm, I'm a Jersey boy at heart, though. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's all right if you're not. I think New York. I want to be New York at heart. I think that's the cooler thing. But. Are you living with a roommate over there in uh, Murray Hill? No, I. That's I'm, you. I'm. You know, it was a uh, risky financial move. Okay. I mean, it's COVID prices and it's like a studio, um, but you're supposed to do like one fourth of your income. That's what they say in New York. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I feel like I'm that's not doing that. well, that sounds like higher if you were to be in other places in the country. Just besides New York, people say one fourth, but I think like outside of the country, it's probably going to be like. I don't know, an, an eighth, maybe something oh, cool, like that. Oh, cool, cool. Well, if you, I mean, you know, considering every other place. Is there anywhere where 16th is cool? Because <laughs> yeah, that's maybe what I'm doing is a 16th or something. So, Sean, um, I see you're very active on social media. I know that you work for one of the biggest guys in social media right now. So how does your day-to-day look like just being in New York since graduating from NYU? Um, so, well, I didn't, I, I started with Gary Vee in like, uh, when, when was it? It was 2020, September, and then I worked with him. I edited his TikToks for three months, and I was doing that from home, and then I realized, I was like, I don't want to do this, because like, I, I love Gary. Like His content inspires the shit out of me, and so I was just watching his stuff every day, and it was like, you need to quit your job and do what you, gotta lo- what you love, and I'm like, I'm editing those videos, watching it all day, and I'm like... <laughs> Okay, I guess I got to quit this job then. Yeah, that's also got to be an issue working for Gary. He's like, because everything that he's preaching, it's like somebody who's working behind him, you know, working for him, helping him do it. Right. That's kind of funny. It's a good, funny angle. Well, that's what I like, because I think it's, I really like his his stuff, and it's people will kind of like, like you say that, and that would be a funny thing for like people to make fun of him with, but I've seen so much of his content that I know what he would say, which is like, well, no, I I tell people to have self-awareness. So like not everybody is going to want to do what Gary does or what I want to do. 
So there's people that are totally happy editing his content and making him some guy that is, you know. But, uh, yeah, so I did that for three months, and then I told him that, and he laughed. And he was like, well, it's funny you say that because I was actually going to tell you to work for 1.37 p.m. I thought you'd do good with that. So would you want to try that for, like, a f- you know, a few months and see if you like it? And I was like, sure. And so now I just, like, make TikToks and video content for them. Um, and that's like, it's cool. Like I, I, you know, I I can work from home when I want to, but I'll go to the office. And for me, a lot of like making videos is just kind of like, I wake up like one time I literally looked at the map and I was like, Oh, there's a dog museum. I'm like, that's cool. And so I like went there and I just film everything. Gary always says too, he's like, Oh, if you're not feeling creative, just document. I was like, all right, so go to the museum. I film everything, put it in my editing software. And then I like do a voiceover, like, is this the best museum ever? And then I like talk about it. And then that got like a bunch of views. So that was cool. And so that's like my day to day is just kind of like waking up and being like, what would a media company that's cool post today? You know, what does one thirty seven PM stand for? Cause I, I mean, I, I follow it on Instagram. I, I know that it's, you know, a Gary Bree, I guess Gary B, excuse me, under branching, but like, what is it? What's the meaning of it? I, what I understand it to mean is like, apparently like they were like, because Gary is always saying, like, you don't have to be, you don't have to even overthink a name, right? So, like, Post Malone, before he was Post Malone, probably somebody was like, what the hell's a Post Malone? You know, that, but once he's Post Malone, you're like, yeah, fucking, I love that guy. It just rings in your ear perfectly. So, apparently, they were, like, trying to think of a name. He's like, it could literally be anything. It's the time. What's the time right now? And it was 1.37 p.m. He's like, boom, that's the name. Wow, so, that's just that. the name now. Yeah. Love that. It is cool, right? So, um, but that's, yeah, so it is, like, a random thing that, I guess the point is kind of to show you don't really have to overthink things. I so. thought that it just meant like it was a it's the most productive time of the day. Like everybody's at their desks or everybody's getting ready to do some sort of content because it is a kind of that time, you know, yeah. 37 p.m. That is true too. Yeah, that we do a meeting every day at that time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like well, it's like a you don't have to go and it, like, it's cool. Like, one time Mila Kunis was there just talking to the company. And I like, saw him. He had posted a clip with her the other day. He was like, while you were out there being a big global superstar. <laughs> I forget what he was talking about. And he was also talking about the staying home moms. People have passions for certain things. So um, I think Gary Vee, well, for those of you who don't know who Gary Vee is, big media guy, check him out. Google him. Gary Vanderchuk, rather. Uh, but if you search him, Google him, you'll see he's just a very big motivational speaker type. I compare him to... A person who I'm very fond of, like Tony Robbins. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like well, he gets that a lot. A newer age of Tony Robbins. Which you know? I think it's funny because, like, he even says, like, he didn't even want to be that at first. Like, he was doing wine library TV on social media to leverage his dad's company because his dad had this wine company that he grew to, like, some way bigger number. And he did it through social media. And so that's part of the reason he became such a big social media guy is that... And then he hired a team to, like, there, were, there was one guy that liked him so much. His name's T-Rock. Uh, and he started filming him for free. And, like, basically, he would just film them all day. And then Gary was, like, saying shit. He's, like, because he's good at, like, giving people advice. And so he just started doing it to the camera. So he's really, like, a... Who's the guy from Shark Tank? Kevin O'Leary. Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban. He's kind of like a Mark Cuban that has, like, this Tony Robbins side to him. Yes. Because he's really, like, this business builder. And so... He, you saw he was on the Schultz podcast the other day? Yeah, I did. Yeah, and I, I was like, you were in the mix. I was in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was cool. It was fun to be there. But then the next day, I'm like a starry-eyed kid ready to, like, watch the pod. And the first comments coming in are, like, all hate at Gary. And I was just in there arguing with people. saying what? Uh, they call him, like, a snake oil salesman or, like, oh, Vapid doesn't really say anything. But I'm like, 
and then I'll be like, okay, how is he that? And he's like, oh, he's selling crypto just a rug pull. I'm like, okay, that you didn't really look into it at all. So yeah, because even like I saw Gary on the Full Send podcast. I watched like that whole episode, and um, I think he was just talking about how 99% of these NFTs and the companies that come out are going to go to zero, which he's very transparent about. And then that's what happened in the dot com era. So while he is involved in like a lot of NFT projects, I mean, he seems to think that a lot of them may not even work. Right, yeah, and that he, he's very like if you listen to exactly what he says, like transparent about. Yeah, he beliefs. says everything people are worried about, but I feel like it's just very easy. He's such a like poignant guy, or like everything he says is like so. So when you take one sentence and put it on TikTok, it's like, oh, who is this guy? And yeah. so that's what people get, and it's still fun to make fun of him because he's such a eccentric person. Like Tim Dillon makes fun of him, Trevor Wallace, like they all. But it's still like okay, but that doesn't mean what he's saying isn't cool. So. That's my take. I don't know. So in putting together your projects, I mean, is that kind of just like a side hustle? Because I see you're getting so much traction just from the stuff that you're independently putting on, whether it's Instagram or a TikTok, something like that. Yeah, I mean, it's just cool to like have a job where I can like be paid to make things because it kind of incentivizes me. Because I'm a procrastinator a little bit, so like... Yeah, you were saying I, that. Yeah, when I'm like at home trying to... Like, during the pandemic, I was also, like, sad about a girl, so that kind of didn't oh, help. Oh, dude, during the pandemic, too? Yeah. When did you guys break up? Just we'll, it, Well, I mean, we, <laughs> we didn't even, like, date. Like, we hung out a few times, and, like, you know, things happened, but uh-huh. she got back with her ex. Uh, and it what? just... Oh, and during the pandemic, Yes, yeah, so, like, dude, double whammy, Exactly. But it was oh. weird because I almost... It was, it was weird because I enjoyed the pandemic in the sense that, like, I was like, well... <laughs> she's home too like it's not like we're, yeah, we yeah, have yeah. whereas if she's it was not hooking up with a dude at home at like a bar <laughs> yeah so i was almost like i took solace in that i was like okay like i they were like hopefully the pandemic will be over next month i'm like fuck yeah, <laughs> like yeah, she's gonna right. be out there like but uh yeah no so that kind of okay so that bummed yeah, me yeah, out back to your tiktoks right instagram so then i like got the job with gary and then, then i was like feeling much better about the girl and that's when i would, would quit and he was like no do 137 and it's cool because I'm getting paid to make stuff. And so, like, I'll do, I'll make something during the day. And then I'll go do stand-up at night. And then, yeah. like, I can make a video about that. Like, they produced a show. that You see the Heckle show we did? Yes. Yeah. So, yes. I, I, like, I made a video about the open mic, the Heckle mic. And I think I saw that TikTok, bro. And you were, it was, like, an open mic at Seller 77. And yes. they just yell at you. The yeah, time. yep. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then that went kind of viral. Got like a million views. And mm-hmm. my boss was like, not Gary, my immediate boss was like, dude, we got to produce this into a show. And so they, like, Sarah, the girl that does the mic, a uh, friend of mine, she just like put the whole thing together. I helped her a little bit. And then we just like, you know, paid for certain things, made stuff come together and filmed that. That, that TikTok did well as well. So, anyway, that was like, that's why the job's cool because I can do stuff like that. You know, the Andrew Schultz thing. Like, I'd never be in his fucking podcast if it wasn't for, you know, going with Gary. Maybe well, one well, day. at this point, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, one day. But, yeah. like, so, and, you know, I'm getting to meet people, and it's it's fun. And then I get to, like, give people advice on, like, TikToks, like, music artists and stuff. Like, like Young Nudie, I was at his concert, and I, like, filmed it. And then I, like, I made a TikTok that I didn't think would be anything. But, like, and it didn't even go viral, but he thought it was funny, so he posted it to his page. Do you know who Young Nudie is? Yeah, yeah. rapper. Yeah, so... And like, and his fans ate it up. So I was like, that's cool. Like, that's weird. Uh, and I wasn't in it or anything, but it's just like, you know, there's cool little things that I get to do. Whereas if I'm at home by myself, I'm going to, you know, nobody's telling me to do something. Like, I might put it off for much longer. So when did you get into stand up? Um, in 
well, my fr- the first time I did it was in high school. I did like the Rick Crom class, you know, the comedy seller class. Mm-hmm. So I did that, and then st- then in co- and then a year later in college, I did it for like a year, but like. Well, were no. you doing clubs or like classes at NYU? No, like open mics, like but mostly climate or it was Laughing Buddha at the time. Right, right, right. Yeah, okay. uh, and I would like uh, like I would drink beforehand or I would like. Oh, that's so funny you mentioned that. I was talking to somebody today. I was being like interviewed for this news article, and they were asking me like, "Were you nervous the first few times you were doing stand up?" And I, I mean, obviously, yes, I was. But like drinking before a stand up show, like that was something that I figured out like a few months down the line, that's something that I cannot do. Yeah. You know, like I can smoke weed like the day of a show, maybe like four or five hours before a show. But I know that like I have a time limit, even on this podcast. When, yeah. Like I have, like, I did three- it too soon before this one. Honestly, <laughs> dude, I did. No, dude, I, we can't tell. We can't tell. Really? Anyway, I, no, no, we can't. Don't I worry. clam up a little more. You could but, see them like this, you know, but like three hours before the podcast. I'll say that I can't. And the last time since I had an interview before this last time I smoked weed was like, uh, I don't know. I don't want to give up my spot too much. Probably what? 11 a.m. It's probably the last time I smoked. I and also, if you can see, like, around my apartment, the reason I have, like, I have such respect for Gary Gary Vee and such, and I've taken um, his words of wisdom and action and Tony Robbins, too. I have stuff all over my apartment that just I have, like, little catchphrases. No, you that's see. cool. I do that, too. Yeah, I do that, just, too. like, all over the place, just so, like, I, if I do get distracted by anything negative i just quickly look to something like oh that part is positive dude that's the thing that's so true like people like you say the same thing it's like yeah because you got to hear it multiple times like i just because i heard somebody say something that's like positive for my mental health a year ago or you know even a week ago that doesn't mean i'm going to remember that on my own you know like just because he's like don't care about other people all the time it's like yeah because i'll i'll stop caring about what people think after watching that video for like 10 minutes and then i'll go back to care and then i'm like I'll see him say it again. I'm like, dude, this guy's right. Until it's beaten to my head. Yeah. Where now I, li- I, when I'm on podcasts, people ask me like, what should I do about content? And I go into Gary mode because I know that's like what worked for me. What is like one thing that um, comics need to kind of zone in on? Well, I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm still like somewhat like kind of new to stand up, so I always feel weird being like, this is what you. No, but do. I think you have a you have a good vision of the fact that you are successful on social media that you'd like to improve your stand up comedy game, and there are people who have such a high stand up um, game, stand-up but game. no social media yes, game. Yes, yeah, yes. yeah. So I well, first off, I'd say just post clips with with captions. Uh, captions. Okay, captions. I need to do more. Yeah, and don't use the automated ones. They look like trash. Like I would fucking. Take the time to do it yourself. What do you use? I use Premiere Pro. Okay, I have Final Cut Pro. Okay, like you probably could do all the same stuff, yeah, but yeah. I know Premiere, so okay, that's what okay. I use, and I type it out, and then I like drag it a cut, and so, and um, and then I also like so this is if you want to get really technical. Let me say the first thing first, which is you don't have to be technical. You could just do captions and post. And I'm I'm always of the school of thought where it's like less is more. It's like writing an essay. You got to take out all the superfluous shit. But that said, my friend uh, John Kennedy, shout out him. He fucking like posted a three minute stand up clip to TikTok, got like a few million views. And I was like, damn, if you showed me this before posting it, I would have said cut this, cut this, cut this. Because dude, when I sorry, don't mean to interrupt, but like no, when no, I but, yeah, when I um, I do vlogs twice a week, so I'll carry around my ZV one right there, and I'll just do clips of the entire week, and yeah. the entire vlog will sometimes be. Oh, Anywhere, you know, vlogs go from whatever to whatever, but maybe it's, let's say, anywhere from six minutes to 10 minutes. I'll take that six to 10 minute video and I'll clip it down to two minutes and 30 seconds and put that on Instagram. And that's tough in terms of like, I'm only doing um, that video, like posting on my page. I'm not doing a reel of it. So I find that sometimes when I put that on TikTok, it might not do as well. I, I just, I need to find 
a well, I, I would say, say niche. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say what the vlogs like. Are you turning because reels is like a minute long, so yeah, I'd yeah, be exactly. turning them to like a vertical TikTok. Like, make sure it's vertical. Yeah, and you'll have to zoom in a little bit. Look at Gary. I like I look at his shit all the time because it's like he'll have a really nice camera that was clearly like a wide angle, but they'll turn it into a TikTok and they just zoom in. And, you know, it's TikTok form. There's no black above or below it. That helps. Um, I would say, yeah, cut it down to a minute. You could also use your phone. I don't know why you bring the camera. I mean, it's it's whatever you want to do. Like, I'm not going to discourage your artistic vision here. But the phone, like, the reason I like the phone is because it eliminates all the in-between shit. Like, it's just, like, all you need is to whip out. The, you have it with you everywhere. You know what I mean? You don't have to charge. You don't have to put everything on a card. You can just airdrop it to your computer or wherever you edit and stuff like that. Well, but when you think about vlogging, does that kind of differ? I, I do wonder, right? Like, I'm not sure. You know, like, if it, it's just such a different vibe. I feel like if I'm just having my phone. Like, yes, I think it would be better, to, like, you know, you're doing the up and down. But, like, carrying that around and just pressing record just seems to me like such an easier clip-to-clip basis than carrying around your phone. Yeah, whatever works for you, you know? Like, because I, I know, like, David Dobrik is the big biggest like vlogger I can think of that does that and so he does that you know so yeah. I don't see why you couldn't I kind of when I do like vlog shit I make it for TikTok so that kind of that's why my it's like I might as well just firm film with a vertical phone um but then yeah, yeah with stand up so like yeah put just put clips up that you like you know and cut them I, I say put a premise in the beginning so we know what we're watching. I didn't even do that the one I just posted, and I'm so pissed. Wait, that's like a you do, like, a, it's like a quick one second. Um, Sean does this. Sean goes to the concert. Well, yeah, that or, so like the one I just posted, I would have made the text in the beginning, like, I've been catfishing guys, and then it goes away. So you know, when you're scrolling, you know, but I fucking didn't do that. I put it in the caption. All right, nice. Well, now you know, bro. I know, I know. Freaking learn on the pod. But I was excited for that one. But uh, when do you have any spots this week? Um, no, okay. no, all good. Uh, no, I do not. I do not. Just been doing some open mic grinds. My be- my next show is your show. Let's go, yeah. April twelfth, guys. Check the link in the bio. Yes, you'll please. see Sean at that comedy show. It'll be amazing. And have you been at this stand before? I did Mama's Perform Boy. There? Right, right. Yes, yes, yes. I knew that. Um, but but yes, it was cool. I got your show. message. I was like, let's go. Like, yeah, they, man. They want me back. They like, want you back. I'm bro. on the website too. That's cool. <laughs> no. Nice, man. Yeah, um, should be dope and um, pumped for that. So we're doing, like, uh, comedy shows once a week between Asylum and The Stand, and then I do, like, own separate shows here and cool. there. So, yeah, man. Do, uh, so you're a vegan? I am a vegan. Why? Can I ask yes. why? Is that so, like an um, thing? Yeah, so I had jaw surgery about two and a half years ago. I was, like, on one side of my mouth, my gum line was depleting. So the orthodontist suggested that I really did need surgery in terms of, like, reattaching my jaw on uh, from one side of my mouth to the other side of my mouth so breaking my jaw in three places and like reconfiguring my jaw is a huge surgery first three months after it i really couldn't chew anything no meat nothing um nothing that you really need to chew on so it was like fruits light vegetables oatmeal soups that was really the only thing i can eat for three months so from that point forward i was like all right well i'll try this vegan thing then six months came around and then you know two and a half years later i'm still vegan um i guess i'd consider myself well a year ago i stopped eating fish so i was a pescatarian up until then but now i'm like fully vegan and that's I'm enjoying cool. it, man. I, I feel good. No, that's cool. I took a, an animal ethics class in college. and it was Really? All, yeah, it was all about, like, veganism and why you should be vegan. And, and I went into it, like, I'm going to debate all these vegans. And, like, the first day they put up a PowerPoint of just every argument I could have thought of and, like, why it's wrong. <laughs> and I'm, like, sitting there like, damn, I really I can't think of, like, 
and it's like everything I've ever read online. Yeah. Little Dicky had a song where he's like debating a vegan in a, in bed together, and he like ends by like saying something that he thought was a great argument. I'm like, nope, they fucking they said that in the vegan class. Like, anyway, so I, I'm I've been trying to go vegan. I'll really? Like, well, I I end up doing it for like a week, two weeks, oh, as much well, as a month. Good. Yeah, I'll do it for like a month, and then all of a sudden, it's like cigarettes. Once you fucking fall off the wagon. Yeah, you're you, going to you, keep chain smoking. Yeah, it just do takes you, one. Do you feel better when you did it? Um, Sometimes. Like, yeah. would you notice maybe in a day-to-day working out type of environment? Uh, Yeah, sometimes I would get, like, headaches, but I wasn't sure if it was that. Because I also, like, wasn't a smart vegan. Like, I would, like, kind of just get everything I needed from Trader Joe's, and then things would be running out. And I'd be like, oh, okay, I'll just, like, I don't know. I would just eat unhealthy things that were vegan just to fulfill the veganism. Yeah. Instead of just getting something that might have filled me up more. But, but yes, I did feel better when I was doing it smart. Did you see any of these documentaries that have recently come out? No. Vegan-wise, Game Changers, What the Health? Mm-mm. None of these? No. Watch Game Changers on Netflix. And okay. if you guys haven't seen that, I've definitely recommended that here before. But um, that's, that's one that really changed my whole perspective. You know, I, I did believe in the concept of veganism for a very long time. But once I watched Game Changers and seeing how, and you can get that, and seeing how a athlete, an athlete was really affected by the changes and seeing his blood tests, b- blood flow, uh, preparation, how much more he was able to do as an athlete, it really was, um, it really opened my eyes. Yeah, no, and it's fine. Like vegans get such a hate. Like they're like the dude. Cold- we get a hate. People are like, "What do you think? We're better than you?" I'm yeah, like, yeah, like I fucking col- do. You're like the Coldplay Nickelback <laughs> of like, yeah, of dieters. Life. Yeah, it's so weird. Like, uh, and it's funny because there's like a great Louis C.K. bit where he's like, um, people get mad at people that are pro life. But because they're like, oh, why do you, why are you so, I don't know. I forget how he verbalizes it, but like, he's like, oh, like, of course they're mad. They think you're killing babies. Like, you know, you don't have to agree with them, but they think you're killing babies. Like, of course they're going to be like pissed off. And so I always think about that with vegans. People are like, leave me alone. Like, who cares? I'm like, well, they think you're like, you know, really torturing somebody. Like, of course they're going to be annoying you. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And well, the world is moving towards less meat. You know, you see more replica authenticated foods like the chicken the beef anything that's been in meat form you know is transitioning to not being in meat form just because it's better for the environment so i, I foresee because of that go yeah ahead, sorry no no no. go ahead so uh, I, I i mean i think that it's going to start changing you know more rapidly than the last five years oh yeah yeah and i think when that happens <laughs> like people of the future generations are going to look back on us yeah, my like, grandma used to eat cows. Yeah, well, that, and they'd be like, oh, that's despicable. Like, those, how could they yeah, do bro. that, you know? And like, yeah, well, you were given the solution, you know? Like, you know? Do you feel like you were getting a following because your TikToks were so successful? Yeah, well, so the, the TikToks really what was doing well, and then, because I had the TikTok following, and then I went uh, to work for Gary V. so that was kind of like an interesting um, mix or whatever, but um, it, it's weird how, like, you know, I do that stuff, and then I just was like, I don't really know what I'm working towards, you know? Like, am I going to end up in a writer's room or something from this? Like, I've heard Twitter writers, you know, if you go viral on Twitter, apparently they get put in writer's rooms and stuff like for, that. For other Twitter accounts? You know, for, like, shows. That's what somebody said to me once. Like, I heard all the Twitter people are getting ro- jobs. I was like, I, I don't know if that's... Maybe. Eh, maybe that makes sense. Like, oh, that that was a funny line. Come join our writer's room for yeah, late night. I guess so, yeah. But the coolest thing is, like, the... If I had to choose writers now, it's probably based on everybody I've met through stand-up. Because I'm like, okay, I could see with my own eyes who's funny just in being amongst them and, and, and stuff like that. So 
so doing stand up like uh, you know I started up like re- more religiously in September and um what was I saying <laughs> we're like both high here we're like uh yeah I know I'm so high <laughs> no you're good dude uh, we're just talking about writing room TikToks. oh where I want to be so yeah the yeah. stand up starting that was like cool now I have some sort of like north star or some like skill to craft that's not just like some number on a social media page yeah like, yeah so it, it's been an interesting spot I mean for me just because I feel like you know we've get, gotten good traction from the comedy shows that we're doing so now I'm trying to build the social media following on the other end you yeah I, I feel like i'm in a good place in that i'm not like a tiktok star who's trying to figure out the um getting a lot of people to the comedy shows so we have the comedy shows that are filling up now i think it's just a matter of getting more people from the social media app so i gotta follow your lead yeah yeah definitely and just getting creative like learn like you know watch tiktok and really learn like what like look at stuff that goes viral and kind of get a sense of like and look at stuff that's not like people with their phones i'd say look at things that go viral that are like stand-up shows or like yeah and then you could kind of like adapt your show to that like what clips from your show can you pull because i'm i'm of the like there after this podcast is over there is a moment in here that is possibly a viral tiktok just and i believe that with all of life like every really yeah if you edit some and i've learned that just from editing tiktoks is like anything could be a tiktok moment it's just like it's just like selling something or like keeping somebody's attention or it's just like something interesting or fun like if you edit it right it could be so basically what i'm saying is like when you have those shows and like film them like try and find that 15 second 30 second 45 second clip that's like gonna make people watch it and then just keep doing that like so you know put out as many of those as you can and see what works has gary ever been to one of your shows stand up no, no. Um, I wa- uh, hopefully one day, but yeah, hopefully yeah. the April twelfth show. That'd be a good show to go to. Yeah, Gary. yeah, yeah. I'll send them this. <laughs> this could be a TikTok. <laughs> Absolutely, let's go. Good. Um, and then yeah, so I'll, I'll try. I mean, that'd be cool. The stand is the cool one to invite people. Yeah, to. like bro. you said, it's yeah, like the, dude, the, the it's nice the spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I invited my parents to the Mama's Boy one, and they're like very supportive. But uh, it's just so much harder to be to do comedy in front of them. Or oh, that's interesting. You say that. I think I. I think I have gotten over that within the last few months, man. Yeah. Just cause, uh, I mean, just cause if I were to think about it too much, I would just get way into my head, especially with some of the material I have. Like, obviously my set is not so dirty, but I'd say it's probably PG 13 slash R. Maybe I can make it PG, but I think like just having the, the fourth wall there and just pretending my parents are not there. Right. Um, especially at like the Ted Jones comedy show where like, I can't get nervous. Cause maybe if it's like somebody else's show, I would get like a little bit more nervous before I do a set. Yeah. But I mean, when it's, you know, when it's for the most part, my show, I feel like I just have to crush all that and you're going to, you'll get there, dude. I mean, you have the, you have the chutzpah on TikTok. you, know, yeah, you just get the yeah. on stage. Yeah, I know. That's the, it's fine. I've had one stand up clip go like do well yeah and there was comments like oh i want to see this guy do stand-up i'm like let's no, go you, yeah but i was like no you don't no like, you do you, you do you do now okay we're well, getting closer <laughs> to being yeah but at the time even that was like that was like maybe a month or two into do i'm just like knew how to edit it to make it look better and i was also like an internet it was a bit about like facebook so i like edited i photoshopped like facebook conversations and stuff Damn. was like put images and stuff like if you watch tiktok like and gary especially is where this is where i learned it is like throwing in little stickers or things that accentuate what you're saying that's better that keeps people's attention because when you're watching stand up you don't need that because you know 
it's intimate. You're in front of the person. It's a show. But on TikTok, you're competing with, you know, some dog that just barfed up like a, a, a street sign or something, a cat that's barking. Like, you have to, like, really keep people's attention. So, like, images, images with what you're saying. And, and the captions. Both of them work in conjunction together. And, again, like John Kennedy, who I brought up, does not do that. And he goes viral. So, like, you know, I'm just saying what works for me and, like, a little. Who's this guy, by the way? He works with you? No, he's just a comedian I've met doing open mics. Wolfgang oh, right. Hunter also is another one who's been going viral. Uh-huh. And he does the <clears throat> he does the image thing, though. Do you think you could have enough business if you were to just be an independent editor at this point? Yeah, like, you know, maybe. Just because I just, just you know how to do so many things on the social media platform. Yeah, but I hate asking for money or, like, I hate dealing with money. And, like, so I, I'm bad at that. I'd be like, ah, this. And then I also just don't like editing. And, like, I you like editing. You don't like editing. It's like... Not really. Like, it's uh, it's fun for my own stuff. Yeah, I was going to ask. Like, when you get, when you can kind of shape your own vision, you like it. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, uh, it's just, it's almost like essay writing. It's like, I don't want to write somebody else's essay, you know? Maybe. I guess that's the best way to put it. Yeah. So what do you have on tap in terms of projects within the next few months? Hmm. Good question. Um, yeah, projects-wise. Nothing. No, oh, actually, I'm going to VCon. That's cool. That's Gary's. Nice. Yeah, and so there's going to be some, like... Uh, Big speakers, right? Yeah, and I'm going to get to speak to them in the green room and cool. possibly interview them with, like, funny questions. So that's something I'm thinking about. Where is that this year? Um, Chicago. I Chicago. Think. And when is that, the summer? May. May? Yeah. Okay. Um. So that's cool. And then what else? I'm getting excited. I haven't thought about that. I'm getting excited for that. Yeah, you got the Ted Jones comedy show coming up. The Ted Jones. Well, that's, yeah, (laughs) that's that's the big one. That's the North Star. So, also, his VCon, is that like an NFT event, too? Or I see you slowly starting to put together, like, NFT member groups. Uh, Yeah, that's like, so he sold NFTs, like, last year. And then if you own one, you get to go to this, like, big event and see these speakers. And um, so I'm kind of just going to, like, help out and stuff. But yeah, so if you bought one, you got, and when you bought them, they were like worth 2K and now they're, and I almost bought one, but I was like, ah, you know, I was buying other crypto at the time thinking I was going to get rich off like my, you know, five, two days of research. Yeah. <laughs> Shiba. Dude, I still have Shiba. You do? Can we freaking shoot to the moon already? Come on, God guys. damn it. Damn it. Obi is mine. Uh, <laughs> I don't, do you, does this podcast have the power to move markets? <laughs> yes, absolutely. When we talk about pumping Shiva and Gary repost this, thank you. Cha-ching! That's what's this funny. This is the moment right here. Dude, he can move markets. This is the moment. This Gary, is... move it, bro. Shiva. 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 Dude, he also must love these little group projects that shoot to the moon. What is he, how does he feel about Dogecoin? Um, I don't know. And that's the thing. It's like I can't speak on it for him because he's already like a guy that like – like, that's what I mean. So, like, on the Schultz pod, like, I was just in the background, and, like, it just feels like guys in a room. But then I remember, I'm like, if he said, like, he's not, like, Elon level, but, like, he has the ability to make certain projects, you know, go up or down. Yeah, like and, so cool. And it's, yeah, and it's interesting. I'm just sitting back, like, wow, like, I, I bet he's got to be super careful. Like, like I could just shout, like, Mooncats, like, which yeah. is my NFT that I own. And, you know, I don't know, but then I never get an invite again. <laughs> yeah gotta be easy there are you gonna start a podcast i tried for work and then it kind of like i didn't really maybe eventually yeah because i mean bro if you put 10 minutes of content out and then as you say you just chop it up i feel like that would do so well even if you just do that once a week at one time we were doing this podcast three times a week and it became a little much that was when i had like a co-host here 
Um, but started off with once a week, then jumped to three times a week, and now just do it twice a week. I might do a solo pod, honestly. It makes more. I did it with my friend, and he's great, but it just less hoops if you. If you yeah, especially you. when you know how to edit right know, the audio here. board, whatever. Wake up yeah, and... literally, dude. And it's just right there. You yeah. Ted Jones World. <laughs> you like open the door, like, ah, like <laughs> half asleep. Like, <laughs> yeah, on, exactly, man. dude. And that's uh, how I feel. But now um, we're starting, as you guys notice, we're starting to get more guests uh, come through the podcast. And it's always great when we get interesting guests on the couch and on the podcast. What projects you got coming up? Um, right now, the Ted Jones Comedy Show, Comedy Night with Ted Jones. We're doing that at least once a week, you know, at the stand biweekly and then at Asylum NYC. Uh, so, yeah, so we have a show, I'd say now every nine to ten days, I'd say. So it's not once a week. But around every nine days or so, so either three or four times a month, which has been great. And then the vlogs, man, um, you know, have like 106 of those now. Started yeah. doing that a year ago, twice a week. And have the podcast. This is episode, I believe, 226. So we've been doing this for like two and a half years. And yeah, man, just trying to put forth the the content, you know, as you appreciate. So, yeah, um, yeah. Just trying to do it as much as possible and get the Ted Jones World brand out there. So how do you produce these shows? Because I I did one with a friend like last week, and it was just like the day uh, the day before we're like, yeah, we sold two tickets. I'm like, I don't know what to. So he just like gave out flyers in the park with donuts, and like that kind of did nothing. Nobody showed up from the donuts. So like, and then we did the barking, and we had like maybe fifteen people, twenty people. So I mean, I, you well, that's obviously not bad though for to go from like two to fifteen in a day. Well, yeah, I'm sure like comedians' friends came, and then you know what else happened? Like we had like our friends came to support, and so uh-huh. that yeah, so it was like you know, could we do that every week? Like probably not. Like I don't know if we'll every. Well, yeah. So let, let me ask: How do you do it? How where do you, did you? Well, where did you do it? Uh, the comedy shop. Okay, comedy shop. So like a, a good spot. Yeah, a good location. Uh, I think that well, when I when I initially started hosting the show, we did it for the first time at Asylum NYC, and this was like right as the pandemic was ending. I went to Asylum NYC. I was like, I would love to put together a comedy show. He was showing me around the space, like I had seen it before, but I had never seen it before. I just like was interested in the actual space they had. I was like, okay, I could put together a lineup. So at that point, I had thrown a comedy show like two years before at my friend's art gallery. And I've known comedians for years. So when I reached out to the 10 comedians that I reached out to to do the show at Asylum, they were all down. And then I had a ton of support. Like the first comedy show that I did had like 60 people, which is a lot. Yeah, that's really good. And uh, I thought it was going to be like that every single time. So as you know, in comedy, it's just you really never know how many people are going to show up. But having it, I think, at a place that's reputable and having a good lineup are definitely two ways to get yeah, bring in sense. a lot of attraction. So, like, when I'm first doing a show at a new location, I'll try and make the lineup as beefy as possible where there's as many comedians as people know. And uh, I think just the word of mouth does well after a few comedy shows, but the location and the lineup are the two most important things. Um, Is there anybody you haven't got yet that you really want to get? Um, that's an interesting question. I mean, just besides the fact that, well, Jim Gaffigan did one of our shows, which is amazing. And I'd say other guys that I'd want to get are like a, a Chris Rock, you know, not just because yeah, of the not occasion. Of the thing, yeah. <laughs> uh, Kevin Hart, Dave Chappelle. You know, I want all those big guys. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Of course. I mean, just the legends of comedy. I'd yeah. Love of to have on the show. But at this point, a year in almost, man, we've had a lot of great comics do it. And um, I don't think there's any comics that are really like 
are out of reach, which is nice to nice to say at this point. That's really cool. No, yeah, that's man. awesome. So uh, we'll see. Just that you know, uh, the more we do it, I'm sure the the better the lineups will get. But we have great lineups because we pick the best comedians in New York City, bro. Yeah, you should appreciate that. You should take the moment to be like, damn. Uh, yeah. So it, it's. It's um it's nice to see how many different avenues you can really push forward and go towards. But like, you know, when I'm thinking about TikTok, when I'm thinking about YouTube, when I'm thinking about Instagram, and then I'm also doing the Ted Jones comedy show, it's like, that's my full-time job. Yeah. You know, so I'm focused on getting together this lineup. I wake up, I'm texting every single person in my phone book to come to a, a Ted Jones comedy show. And like, obviously we've had many strangers, people who have come back many times before. And also this guy just DM me on, um, on Instagram saying that he came to a show at the St. Mark's comedy club when there were 10 people in the crowd and he's coming to the show tonight at asylum. It's Monday that we're releasing this. Yeah. So things like that will happen. That's good. No, you that's know. cool. Hey, and, if you're free, come to the show. And I bet hundreds have been like, yeah, I'm coming. Dude, and there's then they so don't. many bro. Or like, Maybe not hundreds, but there are definitely people, yo, yes, I'm coming. And that's like the, and that I will literally say to a person's face, like, all right, I'll see you there. You yeah. know, like just to, just to really see if you can uh, line up people's words with their actions. But a lot of people talk more than they do. And Sometimes I've learned guilt that is, so much, man. Yeah, guilt is like, I've, I've empathized with those people because I've said yes to things where I'm like, days later when it's time, I'm like, fuck you know yeah but, i'm like you don't need to say you're coming though you yeah no you're right that. you're right you really don't and i well the thing is like <laughs> i usually i feel the guilt enough to go but that, it, it helps when you say i'll see you there then it'll be like a cool because we need you there or something like just really yeah yeah but at a place like the stand and asylum nyc i mean these are two of the top places in new york to go see comics and performing yeah, arts yeah. so um you don't really it, need them. so it, yeah so it definitely helps to have you know that location behind your back it's not like we're doing a bar show in avenue b or something like that where you really have to do the barking and stuff like that yeah no which is fun it's kind of fun i only did it once but it feels like extra stage time a well, little bit yeah what were, <laughs> what were you doing just standing outside of a uh, greenwich village com- yeah and i was just like shouting at shop. people and you know i'm like nervous but like you warm up like i had i took a video of the whole thing yeah and like I just scrubbed through, and like at the beginning, I'm like cl- shelled up, you know, against the wall. But like, dude, at this point, having such a big following on social media, don't you feel like you can kind of make like a good little promo video that'll attract 500 comments, and then you know whatever yeah. 10, 15 people come from that? Well, the thing is, like, I don't want like, like sure, but like they all follow me. Like it's weird, right? So it's like if you start a YouTube channel teaching people how to fillet salmon and you get that's all they want to know yeah exactly and i'm not saying they don't because i make videos that are funny sometimes so that's like what they might like me for but i just feel like weird promoting stand-up because i'm still not like in a place where i'm like yeah like i'm super confident in my ability all right and what you know i mean maybe i could make the promo video say that or something so i have people show up but yeah i don't know i just feel like i'm like i'd rather just do it the the Vintage, not vintage. What's the like OG way? Like for now, and just till I feel a little more comfortable. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. So, what are some of the uh, favorite TikToks that I guess you post that have gone super viral? I've seen a few, but I I remember there was one in particular. You know what? I'm just gonna. We're going. We're going rogue, guys. I'm whipping out the cracked freaking uh, iPad. Um, I can't remember what you. There was a ton of editing in it, bro. It was like maybe it was one of the ones you pinned. If I saw it the other day. That's hilarious. A porn website just came up on my iPad. Really? It, w- it wasn't me, bro. Dude. Okay. <laughs> Sean, yeah, dude. It's just a rogue iPad right now. Sean. Let me light TikTok. Okay. 
Oh, dude, it wouldn't let me. It's not letting me go on because I haven't done this TikTok. But do you know which one I'm talking about? Can you pull up your TikTok for me? Sure, sure. I was as already we, doing that as to we check do this. The, the views like a yeah. vain piece of shit. Uh, which one? Justin Bieber messaged me. That's what it was. Justin okay. Bieber messaged yeah, me. That's... Five million views. What is? Uh, explain that one. So that was um, basically. By the way, shout out your TikTok and Instagram just so we can check it out. It's Sean Malay underscore. Um, cool. Um, I'll put it right here. Sweet. Um, yeah, so the Justin Bieber one, I like. I did this. I like went to this like place where we had to like think of you know Mischief the company. I've heard of it. Uh, we went to like a. They would like invited me to like do this like creative like uh, thing where we like just talk about ideas they could do. And I was like, I forget like what the context was, but like we all came together with like ideas. I was like, I thought it'd be funny if we tried to get people to guess Justin Bieber's password. And they were like, oh, that's kind of, <laughs> oh yeah. my God. And he was like, hey, it's me. Oh, yeah. And they were like, oh, that's whatever. And then they didn't, they didn't really like it. So I went home. I was like, fuck it. I made a TikTok. And I was like, guys, everybody take his account name, put it in the login, and just let's all start guessing passwords. One of us is bound to get in. <laughs> and it's like, it got like 200,000. Or it got like two. And then the thing that made it really do well was I wrote a comment. I pinned it. It said, comment ones you tried already. So we don't all try the same ones. And so all the comments are funny passwords. And so, and then I was like, well, okay, so what happened was I started daydreaming. I was like, if I was Justin Bieber, what would I do? Well, I'd be a good sport. And I tweeted, I would tweet, I just got in. And then I was like, well, what would I say to him? And I like thought out everything, what I would do. And then I was like, you know what? Well, I'm going to make it seem like he messaged me. So I did the thing on Instagram where you make it unread. And so, okay, so what I said in the first video was everybody, once you get in, tweet, I got in. Did I say that? Okay, so I messaged my me on Instagram, or I messaged Justin, and I said, I got in, and then I marked it as unread, so when you screenshot uh, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. it looks like he messaged me, and so I was like, I did the video where I'm like, guys, look at this, I show the first video, and then I'm like, that's crazy, and then I'm like, well, now look at this, and I show his message, I'm like, that's crazy, and I was like, um, if it's Justin, you're, <clears throat> you're a really good sport, <clears throat> what the heck, smoke too early, it's been smoking, <laughs> I was like, if it's Justin, um, you're a really good sport, but if it's one of my minions, uh, surrender to me the password and stand down until further instruction. So it was like a – that's what I wanted to say to him if he was a good sport. But uh, So that one was like one of my first viral ones. Mm. And then I did – it's funny because both – it's like a lot of it is social – like a lot of the shit I've had go viral is like making – or like making a joke of celebrities kind of or like, you know, fucking with them. Um. But the second one was a Teletubby thing. Did you see that one? No. This I'm, one's kind of crazy. Sure. Like, it was crazy because it was, like, insane. For in my, uh, So I realized if you tag celebrities on Instagram, your photo goes to the top of their tags, and you can, like, everybody could see it, right? And so I took a photo of me from Halloween as a Teletubby, and I tagged Billie Eilish. And so it's just a photo of me as a Teletubby on our tags. And if you edit the photo, untag them, save it, and then re-edit the photo and tag them again. Whoa. Sorry, you go to the, we're following? Yeah. You go back to the top of their tag. So you could stay at the top of like Billie Eilish, you know, A-list celebrity, 100 million followers. I'm at the top if I just keep all day doing that. You just keep editing it and putting whatever, different right. hashtag, different caption. I could do it right now and show you and I'll be at the top of Billie Eilish. And you know, Billie Eilish versus somebody else, like she's getting tags every few seconds. So you really got to fight to stay at the top. And I made a video about that. I'm like, guys, I'm going to be doing this all day. And so the comments were like, oh, my God, it's still there. Like, I was all day making sure that it was there. And then what happened was one kid started helping me because I was, like, checking it. And I'm like, oh, there's other photos. And I was like, 
made a follow-up video like, guys, look at this. This kid's helping me. And then I made a second video. I'm like, I'm describing the entirety of the situation. And I was like, we're all going to do this until she responds and says, sup. And for like a day and a half, I got so much hate from her fans. Like, this is how we communicate with her. And all, all her tags were me. Like, it was like thousands of memes were being made. And I realized she wasn't going to answer because it would like hurt her brand or whatever. So I like, I was like, you know what? David Dobrik, he's a vlogger I've been watching. Let's do him because I think he'll respond. And so we did that. And like, sure enough, he made a TikTok about it. Like, what the hell is this? And also, it got crazier because it wasn't just him. Then there was other celebrities. Suddenly, Obama had all photos of me. Uh, like, every celebrity I looked up, it was photos of me. I'm like, how big is this? How, how many people are doing this? I was so confused. <clears throat> David responded. And then I did, like, more people. But it was, cra- it was like a cult. Like, I went into some of the group chats I was in, and there was, like, governments forming. They were like, I'm treasurer. <laughs> like, and then some kid messaged me. He's like, yeah, I'm in a group chat where people are dissenting. They're saying that you're, like, uh, using us for clout. And then oh there, was, there was, like, a second photo that they were using where I was beheaded in one. There was, like, <laughs> door. it was the weirdest. Like, and it was a very stressful. Like, it was fun and funny, but it was What stressful. is this picture, though? I'm going to see this picture. It was a photo also, of me we're, putting it, we're putting it up right here in the YouTube video. But in the meantime, I need to actually see this video on the iPad. You have it there? Uh, yeah, here we go. Yeah, this is. Well, what was it called? Can I search that? Uh, that's the thing that sucks about TikTok. You can't search. Yeah, Sean Millay. This one explains it the best. I accidentally started a call. Wait, wait. Can you put it up to the microphone to show the camera? You may have seen this TikTok by David Dobrik. Every single photo, just Teletubby. They edit in the Teletubby. Into pictures of me. It all started in this TikTok when I asked people to tag David Dobrik on this photo of me as a Teletubby. Also, David would just say sub to me. Next thing I knew, thousands of Teletubby accounts were made. They all started tagging David, and then soon after, memes were made. For some reason, they started calling me their king and their leader and praising me. They made a Discord chat with a photo of Jesus with my face photoshopped over it. But then they started leading themselves inside these group chats. Apparently, they started forming governments and creating attack plans on their own, not even just against David. They started hitting up Charlie DeMillo. Shane Dawson, Bill Nye, and even Barack Obama. And like any good monarchy or cult, some of them started revolting against me. Now the Teletubbies are at war with people that are doing pictures of Dora and other things on David's profile. Someone asked me why I did it, and I wrote this the other day. It's been four days, and it hasn't slowed down. To my minions, I applaud your tenacity. We can't stop until we get David to say sup. And then he commented sup on that one. That's weird. I haven't watched that in a while, but wow, I don't remember dude. sounding so monotone and creepy when That's I made that. That's crazy, bro. That's crazy. Yeah, that one, that one got two million, but this one got a million likes. This is the one where we got Billy. Or no, this was David. Yeah. They're a little cringy. Like, it's weird. I remember getting cringe comments and being like, oh, fuck you. Like, Wait, yeah, but-, but how long does it take to do some of these, bro? Because when I watch them, I'm like, yo, this has got to have taken at least a couple of hours. Not really. Time. Like, uh, the editing is pretty quick. Like, Would I you just- say, you, what, would you call yourself, like, a master editor, a master creator? No, no, no. I mean, it's tough still. But, but, I, but I find that you're not you're not really doing trends. You're just doing videos that require a lot of boom, 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 where the person who's watching it... I mean, has no choice but to keep watching it just because there's so much going on in the videos where I would think that you have to edit a lot. Um, I, yeah, I think to me it's just stuff. like the thing I think TikTok, uh, the, the, the thing that works for me is telling stories. So like with that, it's just like here's a, this is crazy thing happened to me. It's a lot like stand-up. It's like, you know, if you got something that's interesting to you or like something happened to you or 
you just tell the story and people will connect with it. So that's like, that's the thing that works for me with TikTok. Like trends are hard because everybody's doing trends. So the competition is like massive. Like trends are only good if you like really think of a creative twist on them. Yeah. Whereas, you know, TikTok, all TikTok is, is just videos that are, you know, you're only allowed, they're allowed to be a minute now three, you know, or, or yeah. 10 or whatever. But basically what I'm saying is like, just like tell stories. That's what, that's what works for me. My favorite, I think you saw the dog Tinder one. That one's, I, I like a lot. I'll show you it. Can I show you? Yeah, 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 please. Okay. I put my dog on Tinder. Like I made, I made the story up, but, uh, Zog Tinder. Zog Tinder. Oh, no, I have the link here. Scoop, scoop. By the way, you know who told me I should meet you and started this whole me knowing who you are situation? Shuey Fear. Really? Shuey Fear is my videographer. He dude. shoots a vlog for me once a week. He follows me around. That's crazy. Yeah, dude. dude. Shuey, he's thank me you. About I he's love Shuey. Dude, he's the man. I love Shuey. Such a great dude. He is in, I don't freaking know where he is. Shuey, where are you? The guy's in Peru or something. You guys have seen Shuey on the podcast before, and he does every vlog. He does the Ted Jones Comedy Show. He's in Lagos somewhere right really? now. Getting back in like two that. days, and he'll be at the, um, he'll be at um, your show on the on the, uh, oh, on the the 12th and is tonight. Um, no, but in the past, he's done like five-minute guest spots. That's sick. Okay, here we go. You want to restart that? So I made her a dating profile. Who's this that my My dog's been lonely. So I made her a dating profile. At first we could only find humans. We almost gave up. But then we found Sean. She was happy, so I swiped right and he super liked us. Oh my god. Conversation hey. went great. How do so you do- we decided to meet up. She was nervous and excited. But when we got there, Sean looked different. He catfished us. <laughs> she decided who she was, she needs. My dog's <laughs> Okay, but how did you get that um, the, the text combo to go so fast? I took my... Oh, okay. So, well, well, the hard part was I had to take my mom's phone and make a Tinder on her phone with a dog. Oh, my God, dude. And See, this is match. stuff that takes a long time, though. Yeah, yeah. And then we had to, I had to, screw, I had to set Fresh both of us to likes. a mile. Uh, set both of us to a mile apart, and then I had to find us, match us. And then I screen recorded the conversation. I knew what I wanted it to be, so I just, like, wrote it out, sent it. And then what did I do? Oh, and then I just speed it. I put it in Premiere, and then I like I put the speed duration to like you know two hundred percent or like three hundred percent, and then I cut out little, you know, like it took me a second to switch phones, so I'll cut that moment out, and and then I have like a little uh, a thing from work. It's like a, a graphic you put in over the the video, so you could see if anything's being cut off on TikTok, like with the buttons or the caption, so. Uh, but the hard part, like that, it was for work. That's why I like this job, right? Because I had to make a TikTok that day, and I was like, "Fucking in my room." I'm like, "Dogs, Tinder, put my dog on Tinder." And then once I know, I'm like, "What would happen?" I'm like, "Oh, imagine we match, and there's a cat." Like, w- like what's I imagine? What's the worst dating experience? Oh, getting catfished, right? So, putting my dog on Tinder, she's got to get catfished. The rest was pretty easy. I was just like, "All right, I need my friend's dog. That's a Chihuahua because that's a funny small dog that'll be." 
and, and basically, once you know the story you want to tell, it kind of all falls into place a little easier. Um, and that's what makes videos, I think, go more viral because it's like, oh, okay, you're keeping me engaged here. Like, so, yeah. Well, how do you decide what TikTok or, I guess, sketch kind of you put on your work and then what you put on your personal? Um it's uh that's a good question well i have to do one a day for them so i'll do it more like media company when i can and then some days i'll make like stand-up stuff like that i did because i didn't have anything and and i was like i gotta make them something so i made it for work and i was also like oh is this stupid is this cringy and then like it did really well um how many for that uh 137 p.m do do they post a day and you you only you're only responsible for one yeah, they do like four or five. Or, and that's from four or five different creators that just yeah. have the password? Um, yeah, but sometimes we like funnel it into like a you know team lead or something to make sure that... So also, how does that work, though? Do a lot of people have the password to that TikTok or Instagram? Um, it used to be like all of us. Now it's like, you know, we have it down to like like team leads. So you send the video or clip to the team lead and then they post it? Uh, me, I've been I've been like since a year. Like I'm, I was here since the team lead. Or, like, longer, so, like, I, I kind of just been grandfathered into posting myself. But okay. I'll, I'll send it to him to, like, like, hey, do you approve of this? And he's who, like, with yeah. your uh, person who you send stuff to, not Gary? Yeah, no, it's just this kid, Adam. And I'm like, hey, you think this is good for the page? He's like, uh-huh. shoot, fire it off. Like, he never says no or anything, but yeah. I still do it just in case I'm, like, you know, I didn't realize that was something was terrible or something. That's I also, I don't always read all the comments, but you got to read the first ones to make sure you didn't say something atrocious and not realize it or something. Like, somebody will tell you, like, oh, this is this. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I didn't see it that uh-huh. way. But so are you, I mean, you're one of the people that have been at 137 for, I mean, you're one of the first people, no? No, it's been a long, I think it's been since, like, 2018 or 19. Oh, okay, yeah, I it was 2020 it started. Maybe, if you know that and I don't, then that's pretty <laughs> No, cool I don't, but do you, do you go to the Hudson Yards office ever? Uh, Yeah, it's it's fun. There's a nice view that, you know... Is really beautiful and it's a cool, like a good cold brew and stuff. Let's go. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. But then I love the Larry David scene in Curb Your Enthusiasm. He's like says to some lady at a at an office desk. She's got an awesome view behind her. He's like, "How long did it take you to get over that view?" She's like, "I don't know, maybe like a week or two. He's like, "It would take me like twenty minutes." And I always think about that because <laughs> it's an amazing view. And, and I think it's like powerful. Minutes. Like it's like it's it's almost like what we were talking about with the moving goalpost thing. Like I think that's all of life. Like if you had all of your dreams go like hopes and aspirations tomorrow, it's like the view in my office where after twenty minutes you're like, all right, like you know now what you know like. Yeah, licking your chops for the next thing. Yeah, the hedonic treadmill or something. Yeah, called, man. Or hedonistic treadmill. So wrapping this up, bro. Thank yeah. you so much for coming on here. Kicking me out. We're <laughs> on, dude. No, no, no. Absolutely not, bro. You want to stay here another hour? No, no that's cool. Fire I'm supposed to be working right now. You so. are working. Cool. So what? Um, what do you see for yourself within the next? Um, I guess next year. Um, you know the same stuff you're doing now. Yeah, I'm just gonna keep grinding stand up, uh, writing, and like putting it on TikTok when I think it's a good clip and. And I've also been doing the uh, the behind the scenes, you know, like oh, we they, people like the inside baseball. I realized that from I filmed for Narc, Mark Norman once because I really liked his uh, vlog style, and I was like, dude, I think it's so cool. And so, like, I've just been like showing the come up of like, you know, this is open mics and this is that and that. And so it's cool to like use that as leverage for 
stand up, but also leverage for more social media content because people think it's interesting. So just keep doing that, see where it goes. Yeah, man. And anytime you want to stop by a show that you're not on or whatever, you want to get a guest spot, do one of those videos. You know, you're absolutely always welcome. Okay, and cool. I'm super pumped to have Sean on the Ted Jones Comedy Show, April 12th, guys. Get to that show; it's gonna be amazing. We'll have Sean do 10, 11 minutes. He's gonna freaking crush, and I cannot wait, man. Dude, Ted, sorry, my hands are sweaty. Oh, I'm Sean, nervous, but... you're the man, dude. Thanks <laughs> dude. so much for coming on, of course. and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Peace.